Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called Sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the NL and ALCS. The playoffs are heating up in Major League Baseball. We're also going to touch on NFL matters. Some on the field, some on the mic. We're, of course, going to go in on the subject, give you the dose of the week, and we're going to, of course, go and upon further review, places we have never been before. But all of that is for later. For now, headlines, please! Dateline Major League Baseball! So earlier this week, we got excitement. Not one, not two, but three Division Series fifth games. The Braves and the Cardinals. Well, it seemed all exciting at SunTrust Bank Park when the 10-run first inning just dulled all of the roar as the Cardinals beat the Braves 13-1. They go on to face off against... The Los Angeles Dino, the Washington Nationals, the Dodgers in their game five tilt at Chavez Ravine was up three to one with Clayton Kershaw on the hill in the top of the eighth, and he gives up back to back homers. Everything holds form into the tenth until a grand slam into mm, almost center field but the right center part of center field was deposited in the 10th inning. The Nationals went on to win 7-3. Over in the AL, well, the Yankees took care of business. They swept the Twins completely out the playoffs. But the Rays pushed the Astros to a fifth and deciding game at the juice box. Well, it was not really in doubt as the Astros put four runs across in the first inning and Garrett Cole, the arm that is probably going to win the American League Cy Young Award, fanned 10 Rays in a wonderful eight-inning performance en route to a 6-1 victory. And now they get to host the New York Yankees in the ALCS, and that series has been hyped as the Real World Series. Deadline Foxborough! So not to be outdone by the Rays' Astros game five in Houston, the NFL decided to put forth their first game in week six. And was it entertaining to a degree? Was the outcome pretty much what we figured? Yes. With the 35-14 victory, the Patriots went on to become the first team to be 6-0. The Giants 
gave them a good fight for the first two and a half quarters, but the game turned on what was supposed to be a screen to give the Giants some good field position and room to punt the ball to the Patriots when a fumble happened. A Patriots linebacker scooped it up and ran, I would probably say, 35-ish yards to the end zone, making the score then 27-14, to and it pretty much, in the middle of the third quarter, put the game out of reach. Now, the people who are calling Tom Brady a game manager, game managers do not have lines of 31 of 41 for over 300 yards. Now, he did not throw a touchdown. He threw a pick, but it's hard to call him a game manager when he's putting forth good stats like that. And plus, they're turning more to their running game, and their defense is really the unit that is making everything run up in Foxborough. Dateline Oakland! The Raiders are moving to Sin City. The A's may not be far behind. Why? Well, because the San Francisco Chronicle and KTVU are reporting that Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred is stating that the A's may move to Las Vegas as a result of the city of Oakland filing a lawsuit against the franchise. Now, Manfred went on with to say that they need to drop the lawsuit against the A's, the city, I mean, or the possibility could exist. Mayor Libby Schaff of Oakland had this to say about all of this. Quote, The reports of that, a potential move, are accurate. Las Vegas is the city that came out of his mouth. Obviously, he chose his city wisely as far as exposing a pain point in that all Oaklanders feel about losing our sports teams. Close quote. Wow, it's really been a really been a bad, bad, bad run of luck for the city of Oakland. And that is going to be a future upon further review. The fact that this city has lost the Raiders to Las Vegas. They've essentially lost the Warriors although they just moved across the bay. Now they play in San Francisco. And now they're about to lose the A's also to Las Vegas, a city that was proud and in, in steeped in having a lot of sports heritage is almost about to become extinct. Something's not right about that. Dateline Philadelphia. 76ers point guard Ben Simmons hit his first three-pointer. Pointer, pointer, pointer. St. Louis. Now, from the ridiculous to the sublime, the defending Stanley Cup world champion St. Louis Blues adopted this wonderful girl. Her name is Layla Anderson. She has this rare immune disease. And in the run to their Stanley Cup, they decided to give her a lot of surprises. Well, as the NHL took the ice, took to the ice last week. The Blues decided to share in getting their rings by giving Layla a ring of her own from the team. Forward Alexander Steen, who showed up also with defenseman Colton Pareko, in the demonstration of presenting the ring to Layla, said this to her. Quote, You know how much you mean to us, right? And what an inspiration you've been to so many people. So me and Colton are here and representing our organization and everybody there. And we have something that we would like you to open right now. 
was, quote. So when Layla opened the box, it showed off a Stanley Cup ring for 2018, 2019. And she burst into tears as soon as she opened the box. It is one of the most precious videos you'll ever see. And you can catch that video on Cold Sports. This very episode will have that video for you to view. Dateline, New York City. Well, uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. The mono scare for Sam Darnold is over. Yes, the second year starting quarterback for the New York Jets can stop kissing random women and start losing games for the Jets. Start playing again for the Jets. And at not a too soon of a time, because this weekend they host their next butt whooping at the hands of the Cowboys. I mean, they host the Cowboys coming in to MetLife Stadium. That team was an absolute dumpster fire. Dateline Stuttgart! Gymnastics excellence continues to unfurl. Whenever you mention Simone Biles, whether it is a team event or a singular event, gold seems to be what follows her. And in this case, it is not an exception. So in the World Championships this past week, Despite having to count for a fall for the first time in almost a decade, the United States gymnastics team won their fifth consecutive title there. Now, along with that win, and I mentioned Simone Biles, that now gives her her 21st medal at World Games. And if you're wondering, no other female gymnast has as many as 20. Now, she is two off of Belarus's Vitaly Sherbo. He has 23. Now, when this event is over, more than likely she will probably have more than 23 medals. It's just amazing how wonderful she is and what what her presence does to uplift the gymnastics program of the United States women's team. And we have more to look forward to because in nine months, we're going to see that brilliance on display again in Tokyo. Dateline Los Angeles! No, I'm not talking about the Dodgers. No, I'm not talking about the Lakers. No, I'm not talking about the Rams. And no, I'm not talking about the Chargers. Well, who talks about the Chargers anyway? No, I'm talking about the Los Angeles Sparks. And yes, I know the WNBA season is over. Congratulations to the Washington Mystics for winning the latest WNBA championship. Unfortunately, this sort of upstaged the wonderful events that happened in D.C. General Manager Penny Toller had a fiery, impassioned speech given to her team when they were in the playoffs before they got summarily bounced. Unfortunately, she got fired because of what she said in that speech. Someone said that she said the N-word multiple times in the speech. If you don't know what I mean, just think of the word that is synonymous with trigger. This is what she had to say on her behalf. Quote, It's unfortunate that I use that word. I shouldn't. Nobody should. But, you know, like I said, I'm not here to defend word by word by word what I said. I know some of the words that I'm being accused of are embellished. Did I give a speech that I hoped would get our team going? Yes. Close quote. Well, in that speech, 
the Sparks went out and they lost that game. And that series was kaput. And there is some controversy because the entire starting five, including Candace Parker, Alana Beard, and Naneka Obwemike, were sitting on the bench as the third quarter began in that t- impassioned speech where that was where it was delivered at halftime. Here's my take on it. I don't use that word. I have used that word in the past. I don't anymore. However, when it comes to my brethren, they can use it however they see fit. But I think what you have to understand is there's sometimes you have to use certain language at certain juncture and at certain places. And unfortunately, you really can't use that word in mixed company, especially if you're that high up, because the higher up you are, the more responsibility you have. And really, to be completely honest, the less you can actually say certain things that you would behind closed doors out in public. Hopefully Penny gets a, a, another job. She was a WNBA player in her time and pretty good in her day. And now she's assimilating to the front office. Well, I hope everything goes well for her. And I, I doubly hope that, that, that we learn that sometimes we could just say certain things and it just isn't meant for that particular area, juncture or time. But we're going to always have this debate because it doesn't matter. How a person expresses him or herself, really, ultimately, is their business. Later, we're going to talk about Richard Sherman. Yeah, you're going to love this. We're also going to mention China. Oh, yes. Those subjects are upcoming, but immediately following the break, the Washington NFL franchise. What a joke! I'm about to uh, go If the pain that you're suffering is so unbearable, so painful, so bad, so horrendous that you just simply can't see the forest for the trees, literally, that all you can feel is heartbreak and loss. Well, I have a free audio for you. It is titled How to Heal from Heartbreak. Let it all come to you so you can be about the business of healing. Today is a new day. Claim it at getoverdivorce.org. to address the red elephant in the room. The Washington NFL franchise decided to make a move. And I will talk about that move in a minute. 
But overall, what have they really done in the last quarter century? Is it the team that we used to know back when Joe Gibbs was the head coach of it the first time, not the second time? That is what I'm going to discuss as I go The owner of the Washington NFL franchise, Daniel Snyder, and President Bruce Allen decided to make a move this past week. And after their embarrassing 33-7 butt whooping they took at the hands of the Patriots, they decided to hand the five, now on his sixth year head coach, Jay Gruden, his walking papers. Now, Gruden was asked before that game what he thought about his status on the team, and the fact that he'd be fired or the, the possibility of being fired has been circulating in, in media. His statement was, quote, as long as the key turns, I'm good to go. Close quote. Well, with the bad decisions you've made, the key don't turn no more. And it should not turn. For why else are you putting forth and parading people that are not going to do much for your team? I mean, look, I like Case Keenum, but you have to surround him with talent. And yes, you can say, well, I surround him with talent. I mean, I have Darius Geese. Problem is, he's oft injured. Uh, where is he now? Yeah, yeah, he's injured again. You have Adrian Peterson. Yeah, one of the greatest running backs we've ever seen. The problem is he's now in his mid-30s and you don't have the faith to play him. You almost have to struggle to think as to who his wide receiver core is unless you are a hardcore fan or you are covering the team. The defense is atrocious and then you have the offensive line who's even worse. So with all of that, hmm, buffoonery is the word that's coming to my brain, but that's not what I want to say though. With all of that futility, which is running rampant all throughout the franchise, I don't want to focus on what's on the field. I want to focus on the press box. No, no, not the press box, because actually the D.C. reporters are doing their job. I know one of them personally, and she's doing a wonderful job. Shout out to you, Karita. But I'm focusing on the owner's box. Yes, the man who has bought the Washington NFL franchise and has owned it since 1994, Mr. Daniel Snyder. I'm looking to you, sir. And why am I looking to you? Because you, sir, run your organization to the ground. You've had horrible free agent signings one after another, after another, after another. You would sign these players because they had big names, but the tread on the tire was worn thin. Example number one, Deion Sanders. Example number two, Albert Haynesworth. Heck, I could probably say this now. Example number three, Case Keenum. And then you make moves that actually have potential, like drafting Robert Griffin III, in 2012, you trade the farm for them and you actually created the atmosphere that now resides out in L.A. because the Rams benefited from trading 
the, from trading their number one overall, uh, number one overall, their first round draft pick to you in exchange for you trading all of those picks away. And then what happens? Well, RG3 has a wonderful first year, but even in the midst of that year, you have the quarterback and the head coach at odds. And the head coach at that time was Mike Shanahan. So you had those two at odds because you had Shanahan who wanted to have more of a pocket passer. And mind you, he came from being a head coach of the Broncos. And who was the quarterback the first half of Shanahan's tenure as a Bronco? John Helway. Hall of Famer John Elway. Yes, so he knew how to maneuver and run and scramble, but he was a pocket passer mostly. And so I know that Shanahan wanted to model RG3 in that in that way, but Griffin was like, look, I got an arm. I know this. I know how to play the position, but I just have these two feet, and there ain't a man alive in the NFL that could catch up to me. And he was right. There wasn't a man that could catch up to him. The problem, though, is he was talking about any race standing in the pocket or shifting or not sliding. They don't have to catch up to you. No, they just got to hit you. And so one good hit, courtesy of a Holodinata, to the knee of RG3, and he has not been the same since. But he still plays the area. Oh, yeah. He's not in the Washington area. He doesn't. He, he doesn't go to Landover. No, no, no. He goes up the way. Goes up I-95. He now is a backup quarterback for the Bravens. So, sir, your team, Mr. Snyder, is so putrid that even though you make money hand over fist because it is one of the richest franchises in sports, which I just don't get how you could tr- trot such a horrendous product, yet you make that much money. And you can say, well, heck, my my stadium seats 90,000 people. Well, I've seen that stadium often. It ain't all the way filled unless you have the Cowboys playing there or maybe the Giants or maybe even the Eagles or name another team that they want to see like the Steelers or the Packers. The stadium will be filled to the brim then or the Patriots, which it was filled to the brim that week. But for any old game, no, it's, it's not like how it was back in the RFK Stadium days where you had half as much. That stadium seated, if you were lucky, 45,000. That stadium was a better atmosphere. The city galvanized itself around the Washington room. I'm not going to say the name. And they were a successful franchise under Jack Kent Cook, the previous owner of the not saying that name. They won three Super Bowls in a 10-year span. And then three years after their last Super Bowl, you take over the team. And they've only had five playoff appearances since then. The furthest they've gone has been a divisional round opponent, uh, divisional round appearance. You haven't even sniffed, sniffed the NFC Championship game. Similar to your your rival in, in the Cowboys, they haven't sniffed the NFC Championship game either in 24 years. So, yeah, you have a three-year head start because you haven't sniffed in 27. Your level of futility keeps growing, Snyder. It keeps growing. And then on top of it, you have a team with a, with a nickname of a racial slur. 
And that's why I will never ever on this air, in private, or even in my sleep, utter the word ain't happening. Because that team should not be called that name. And that fight alone typifies why your club sucks. I don't hate the Washington NFL franchise. I don't like the Washington NFL franchise. Unfortunately, I laugh at them. Why? Because you, sir, the owner of the team, you make it an absolute, utter, complete joke to root for them. You want to know why every time the Cowboys come into Landover and you almost have, I would be generous to say it's 50-50, but I would tend to say it's 60-40 or 70-30. Cowboys fans to Washington NFL franchise fans, you want to know why that's the case? Because I've heard it from OGs who have said to me, why would we root for this team? Because they were the last to have a black player on it. And because of that, We wanted to root for the team that this organization hated the most. So we all became Cowboys fans. Now, you could be a hero, Snyder. All of this history could be wiped clean. But no, you defend the slur. Just like Jack King Cook before you did, you defend the slur. Well, fine. Defend the slur all you want. But know that the fact People don't respect you because of that alone is tantamount to the reason why the NFL franchise is laughed at every time they are on TV sets. It's either they laugh at you or they just turn you completely off and they'll be saying, hey, I love football, but I'll watch basketball wives or the real housewives of Atlanta before I'll ever even watch an NFL franchise such as Washington on my set the product on your field is bearing all that out atrocious name atrocious talent atrocious product atrocious owner deal with that When I come back, the adult of the week. (laughs) You've tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. Cold Sports! From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. October 12th, 1980. The Houston Astros appear in the National Championship Series for the first time in their franchise. The Philadelphia Phillies, the opponent of the Astros, appeared for the first time in 30 years. With the thrilling five games that they played, four of those games went into extra innings from games two to five, 
it went at least 10 innings, and Game 5 was the most thrilling of them all. 3-2, he hits it to right center field. Maddox going, it's over. The Phillies win it. 8-7. to seven. So they are not the same old Phillies. They are the 1980 Phillies. They did it as hard a way as it has ever been done. They did it with a controversial manager, openly disliked by many of his players, but they did it. And they did it because somewhere within them, there was a spirit that would not be well. A Gary Mannix double to center field scoring Del Unser was the difference in the 8-7 titanic tilt between the Phillies and the Astros, and the Phillies went on to win the 1980 World Series. The National League Championship Series of 1980 goes overtime four out of five games and ends on this date in 1980. From the Vault, brought to you by Sports. You want to purchase shirts that actually say something that give you that appearance of being important, of wearing basically your heart as well as, well, your belief on your sleeve or on your shirt. Well, come to the Christian T-Shirt Company. We have all of what you're looking for. You can find that store at ColdSportsWithTheZ.com. Hey, you. You want to write? Uh, you're a blogger. Do you feel the need that you can express yourself, but you want to do so through manuscript? Or are you a journalist? Well, come on down to The Breaks Media. We are looking for bloggers just like you. And it doesn't matter what field in which you want to write in. We want to see you and your words put on paper. Well, put on virtual paper. Just go on to thebreaksmedianetwork.com or email thebreaksmedia at gmail.com and we will be glad to receive your request and put you on the fast track to have your words be read by thousands of people. The Breaks Media. We're looking for writers just like you.
is sponsored by nobody, but we still are going to give it to you straight with no chaser. The winner of this episode's Dodes of the Week is... Niners cornerback Richard Sherman. Now, I have high esteem and respect for Mr. Sherman, the former LOB member of the Seattle Seahawks defensive secondary. He he stepped into some stuff this past week. Now, I, I, I won't deal with that right now. What I will do is I will actually talk at first about the big, bold, and bad comments that he had to say about those who did not root for the 49ers and those who said that, well, their being 4-0 is a fluke. Quote, you want idiots to sound like idiots. You want them to hold that position the same year. Don't flip-flop with us. If you said we weren't going to make it, that we were some way early on, stick with that position. Hold it. Don't try to give us credit now. If you had us going three and whatever, stick to your word. Because I want you to sound like an idiot at the end. Close quote. What was those last words you said, Sherman? Because I want you to sound like an idiot at the end. I am so glad you said that because this is why I wanted to say that statement because I wanted to segue into this. When he was asked about the Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield after the 31-3 victory in Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California, Sherman was all too comfortable and really all too willing to express how he treated Sherman in the pregame. Quote, What's amazing and annoying was him not shaking hands at the beginning. That's some college It's ridiculous. We're all trying to get psyched up, but shaking hands with your opponent, that's NFL etiquette. And when you pull Bush League stuff, that's disrespectful to the game. And believe me, that's going to get us fired up. Close quote. Well, what got me fired up, Sherman, was someone actually filming the pregame handshakes and coin toss. All right, here's the scenario for those who don't follow football. All right, so before the game properly begins, before opening kickoff, you have the captains of both teams walk to midfield. And so they meet with the referees. And normally the captains are about, they normally run four or five deep each team. And so the, the, the ritual is... Sometimes before and sometimes after, but most times before, the coin toss is flipped. You dap it up with your opponent. You shake hands. You say, good luck. God bless. I hope everything's fine. I hope no one gets hurt or anything like that. Because it's supposed to be, you're competitive, yes. You you want to do better than your opponent, definitely. But you don't want to do harm. You want to just simply have your athletic exploits be better than your opponent. And it sort of is a way to lower the guard of danger with with yourself, your team, seeing your captains dap it up with the, the opposing captains of the op- opposition. So with that understood out the way, 
There was somebody, Mr. Sherman, who filmed that ceremony. And I saw the tape. I saw the video. You said he didn't even shake hands with you. When in essence, you shook hands with him. I mean, I saw you. You were wearing red jerseys, right? Mayfield was wearing all white because that's what the, the, the Browns were wearing. And I saw that number six because it was number six, number six, then the name tag up, up top Mayfield. And then I saw Mayfield's hand, right hand extended out. And I saw your hand extended out. And I saw you gave him a pound. And he received the pound. Son, he didn't stiff you. Why did you lie? Why? What was the point? What was the point? You spanked them by 28. What was the point, son? Why? You just want to make makeshift theater. You wanted to just come up with some stuff. The man's full of drum anyway. He needs no more. Why? Why would yourself looking like the closest thing to the next predator if they decide to reboot like they do in Hollywood because they're rebooting all these doggone movies? You actually could be predator. You, sir, the intelligent guy who went to school not too far from where you play now. Just up the road a little bit in Palo Alto because you were a Stanford grad. Grad, not a Stanford student, a Stanford grad. You graduated with a 4.0 GPA. Am I lying, sir? You are a highly intelligent man. You proved that in college. You are a highly skilled defensive back. You have proved that in Pro Bowls and all pro selections. You are respected in every NFL circle. Why would you say such crap like that? You know, I had the article that would talk about your apology to him, but it doesn't really matter. It falls on deaf ears to me because you had no reason, no rationale, no business creating such crap, such a falsehood, such a tale. I I, I don't get that, man. Why? Why? I mean, (laughs) were you that bored? Were you that bored that you know you felt good that you got to tell all people who don't believe in the 49ers because they haven't done jack since they appeared in the 2013 AFC Championship I mean, I mean NFC Championship game? I mean, you helped boot them out in that game, I may add, with the tip pass that fell in the hands of your fellow linebacker in the end zone, 15 seconds to go in that game. Can you fault people for saying, mm, we are not quite sure because last year the hype was – this team might be turning the corner. And what did they do? With the injuries that they suffered, they couldn't go anywhere, and you were part of that. So what happens with teams like that? It's a wait and see with many people. Now, I'm not one who says you're going to be 3-13. and 13. I, have, I actually have said, well, if that team actually is healthy, they may have a chance, not necessarily to win the division, but they may have a chance to get a playoff bid. So What? And, and and if you were to just go from 4-0 to 4-12 because you'll be falling out right, left, and center, what? Would they sound like idiots then? Or would they actually sound like prognosticators in August and saying that you would be 3-13? and 13? But you know something? 
It's not the fans that sound like an idiot. It is not the analysts that sound like idiots. Right now, Mr. Richard Sherman, it is you who sounds like an idiot saying that somebody did not shake your hand when there is video evidence of the contrary. That is paramount to an idiot. I did not want to call you that. Unfortunately, you have displayed the tendencies and behavior of one. So go ahead and catch interceptions and make up other falsehoods about how people are disrespecting you. The only person who's really disrespecting you, sir, is the one you look at every day in the mirror. An international incident off of a tweet. Upon further review, Perfect. is next. Being a pastor, a lot of times, you know, in that early part of that journey, I wanted to convince people and I wanted to tell them what to do and, and you know, instruct them. And, and later on, it became more of, I just want all of us as a human race to do better. Author of Apparent Faith and the blogger slash podcaster of Carl's Coaching, Carl Forehead, joins us on Revelations. That's on Pippa.io and all major podcast directories Texas and Florida going to Death Valley and playing LSU. It may not be quite as big in week eight, but the week eight of the NCAA football slate is next week. More basically baseball playoffs. Will we find out who is going to advance the World Series next week? Will we also find out who is going to win between the Chiefs and the Broncos of Mount High next week as the NFL starts week seven with that game? And what other hijinks will be brought upon us next week? Well, you just have to tune in to Cold Sports at coldsportswithaz.com where you already are. But that is for next week. For this week, for today, for now, and for unfortunately the past week or so. I had a wonderful conversation with Brian Snow of Snowman Unfiltered and Snowman in the Morning. And we talked about the exploits of Daryl Morey before this incident happened. And I don't think I've really talked about my disgust of him here, but I think I'm about to do this right now. So here we go. We're going to discuss the incident that set off a political powder keg. And upon further review...
Another NBA preseason is upon us, and normally when we see the preseason come up, and I say normally, you have so many interesting scenarios, like you, you see certain games are played in arenas across the United States. You also see teams going across the seas to play in Europe and to play in Asia. One team in the Houston Rockets has forged a wonderful partnership with China, tenuous at times, but definitely fortuitous because of the drafting of Yao Ming in 2002, who now is the president of basketball over in China. Ever since then, the presence of basketball, the NBA style of basketball, has afforded the league billions of dollars each year because, well, let's be forthright, the NBA is playing to the largest market in the world, larger than the U.S., by about four times over, at least. So, surprisingly, knowing this to be true, knowing that the Rockets who is a part of the USA, because that's where they're housed in Houston, with a large Chinese contingency in the city, I may add, long before Yao Ming was drafted, would talk about the recent Hong Kong protests at the Hong Kong airport. And of course, the protests are about, well, Hong Kong, which is a democracy. China, the People's Republic of China, which is a communist regime. Hong Kong is protesting against that. Now, Hong Kong is part of China. But they have been a territory that was ruled under the British for a good while, and they recently have parted ways. So they have that influence more than the Chinese influence. Influence, and so there have been some mis- misfortunes that has happened in Hong Kong. It's been it's been rough, to be quite honest. So Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Rockets, tweeted, and did so with a picture that said, "Quote." Fight for freedom. Stand with Hong Kong. Close quote. Now, look, I'm all for freedom and all for protests. Unfortunately, Maury is in a position where he really can't say stuff like that because it's going to affect so many individuals. The owner of the team, Tilma Fertitta, took Maury to task in private and in public and issued a statement basically saying that the Rockets distanced themselves from that tweet, which Maury took down. And Maury has walked back the comments, just the, 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 the comments itself that has generated a lot of tension. He has tried to walk that back. And if you want to know how interesting this situation is, the outspoken Steve Kerr and the equally outspoken Greg Popovich Head coaches of the Warriors and the Spurs, respective. They've been really, how can I say this? Uh, they've been tender and temperate, uh, and temperate with their words. They have tried to say things with not so much of a sting. 
they, they've tried to 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 say it in a way that I think we all can read between the lines. And what I have read between said lines has been the bag of the NBA is going to be vastly affected. Now, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, has weighed in. He is on Twitter called out Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr saying that they were so bold to talk bad about how the United States is, but try to temper their words and not really go so far so far in this calling out the communism in China. Here is why you have an issue with all of this. And here's why the NBA is having an issue with all this. So on state TV, the two games that China was going to broadcast, they didn't because of the tweet that Maury put forth and that the Chinese government saw. Not necessarily the people, the government. You want to know why you're not hearing many people in the NBA, including Adam Silver, speak out on this issue? It is because the NBA, which makes $8 billion a year at present, could stand to lose $4 billion a year if the Chinese government says au revoir to the NBA. So I've always said this and I will continue to say this. It ain't nothing funny when you messing with my money. Maury messed up the bag for the NBA. Now on his face is the, is the statement cool? Yeah. I mean, he's talking about freedom. We don't want to have anybody oppressed. We don't want to have anybody be downtrodden. We don't want to have anybody be trampled over. We don't want anybody to be trolled over. Yes, I, I get that. But you see, you got to understand. The guy who is all about analytics, the guy who who self-admittedly doesn't watch, watch the product on the field after he builds it in the boardroom, uh, the guy who has said that LeBron James is the greatest player of all time and the stats prove it. The guy who has said that James Harden is a better player than Michael Jordan ever was and he has the stats to prove it is now backing up because he realized that he messed up. You see, there's different rules. Freedom is great. But you have to understand, there is a responsibility you have when you hold a title that basically says, "Mm, okay, there's certain things I can say and there's certain things I can't say. And I always go back to the title of this album. To me, this is the greatest album title I've ever seen or heard. And why? Because it's absolutely true. Ice-T, back in 1990, when he was hardcore into hip-hop and not being the actor in Law & Order, (laughs) as he is now, he... Put forth an album and it was entitled Freedom of Speech, dot, 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 just watch what you say. And he was a victim of that two years later when with his with his uh, heavy metal group Body Count made a song called Cop Killer. And Warner Brothers decided to drop, I know they decided to drop Body Count, I'm trying, I can't remember if they decided to drop uh, Ice-T. They may have decided to drop Ice-T too from the label because he had the ear of the important people and they did not like what he had to say. It's just that simple. If there is money that's going to be involved, you're going to see big time decisions made that may not make sense in the morals realm, but it makes total sense in the money realm. Another example is Colin Kaepernick. Why are teams not wanting to touch him? Because, well, they fear that the money is going to dissipate should he be wearing a jersey of their team. It ain't nothing funny. When you messing with my money. And now the NBA is tasting that. The NFL has tasted it. They've tasted it the last few years. In fact, they've tasted it all in interspersed portions all throughout this decade. But the NBA, the big, bad, bold, free vanguard of a league that they have been, the vestige of freedom virtue has now run into the it ain't nothing funny when you messing with my money credo. Because when the commissioner, Adam Silver, decided to go, ah! 
and not say a single solitary thing about, well, you know, that statement that Maury made was horrible or that statement that Maury made we support, but you soft shoot a whole thing. Hopefully that it just goes away. Just tells you all you need to know right there. The NBA has to make that decision. Is it about morals or is it about money? And here is the kicker. If the NBA remains silent, and I don't mean they stand up in front of people and talk. You can talk and not say anything. That's what Silver has done in this whole controversy. Your silence and not saying it's not about money means that it is about that. And I mean, my gosh, you're going to be entertaining in front of one point one at least if not 1.2 billion people as i said before that's four times the the four times the market of the united states which is only 325 million and you know not all 325 million follow the nba but i guarantee you probably 325 million chinese probably follow the nba and you stand to lose them and the money that you have made from them because of a general manager who seems to be bold to say things without thinking i will say it again do i want people to be free i don't care what country you are yes do you have to understand that there is there is a responsibility you have when you say things and that you're not saying it just for yourself but you're saying it on behalf of whatever company you represent should you hold a title an executive one at that yes and if you know that that means you can't publicly say that maury has a has the proclivity to say things without thinking or tweet things without thinking in this case and that's what he's done he has tweeted something without giving it a moment's thought and now you have an international incident because of it and what is worse than all of that is that the nba has now shown itself to not be the forward-thinking progressive company an organization that we all thought they were that they are just like how almost every other business is you can be all about freedom you can be all about black is black is right you can be all about white supremacy needs to go you can be all about that all you want but if the bag is threatened those messages fall hollow because you got to save the bag after all they're trying to catch the nfl the nfl earns 15 billion a year the, the NBA is getting there. I mean, they, 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 they're they making eight. <laughs> but they not, may not make eight this year. It may be half that. All because Daryl Morey decided to open his mouth. So I guess you, sir, discovered that you're not as free as you thought, too. Are you, Daryl? Sometimes you just should not say things. There's certain things you simply have to keep to yourself. If you happen to like this episode or any episode you have heard thus far, the subscribe button is waiting for you. You can click on that. You can click on any of those and subscribe to Cold Sports with a Z.com. Now, if you want exclusive content, content that even the world does not hear, but only you would hear, then come on, we got we got exclusive content for you. The Patreon page is open, and the button to click it is there at coldsportswithaz.com. 
you want to get behind the mic and say something like I do? Well, come on, brother or sister. Say it with your chest. Click onto that button that says, do you have a question for Cole? Let your voice be heard on air at ColeSportsWithAZ.com. You want to reach us via email. That button's there. Write what you feel at ColeSportsWithAZ.com. Now, you want to hear this voice on voiceover, so you want to hear this voice in commercials. Come on, the inquiry is there. The button is there to click. ColeSportsWithAZ.com. Now, if you feel the need to be amongst those who are passionate like you, who are respectful like you, who are intelligent like you, and you want the news of sports to be brought to you in that way, well, the room is waiting for you. Cold Sports VIP room rolls out the red carpet to you. The button is there to click, and you can do so at ColdSportsWithZ.com. Now, you want to hear the guest appearances that I have made. ColdSportsWithZ.com is right there. And if you want to heal from heartbreak or loss or divorce, or you want to hear how I get down on how I interview people, well, all of that and more or on buttons that is located at ColdSportsWithAZ.com that's ColdSportsWithAZ.com you can check out me and all of this splendiferous brand on ColdSportsWithAZ.com and it doesn't matter where you listen to me how you listen to me or when you do I just want you to do these one, two, three simple things love yourself with your whole heart and love your neighbor as yourself Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.